reside, trying to provide for me. For me. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 11 of season 6 of the D1 Only podcast presented by TAP, Thoughts, Actions and Progress. My name is Eduardo Villalpando and I'm your host and I want to thank our sponsor TAP for making this possible. Also thanks to all the listeners for being here with us. Today we got ourselves a very special guest, Kento Yamada. Thank you for being here man and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, thank you. Yeah, for sure man. Kento is originally from Kobe, Japan and is an NCAA Division 1 student athlete at the University of Central Florida. He is a transfer from the University of Kentucky, where he spent three years. Uh, Kento decided last year to take his talents to Orlando, where he's now a starter of, for a top 10 ranked team in UCF. So congrats on a great career so far, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, so I mean, I guess let's start with this year. Uh, of course, you coming to Orlando from Lexington. What were your expectations going into UCF for the first time after a COVID-19, after COVID-19 happened? And what would you say uh, is the ways, like the things that you guys are doing right in order to exceed those expectations that you had previously? Uh, so um, when I was at Kentucky, I I learned a lot of things, especially about leadership and uh, being as a team. And I came here uh, first time and I saw this player. I was like, wow, these teams are really good. And... Uh, I know that they've been struggled a little bit and uh and I felt like I could do so much better with this team and so I stepped up a little bit and tried to um make this team better, work hard every day and, and get as a team and uh all the players did what they need to do and then we become um top ten team. Nice. Wait, and which was the player at, in the UCF team who you saw like hitting or you saw playing and you were like, oh, damn, I got to be like his team. I got to be in this team. Well, uh, I mean, I see everybody hitting good. Everybody was talented when I came here. I was like, um, I wasn't sure if I I could be in line up with this team because <laughs> I saw this guy's everybody was so good. So I was like, yeah. So was there any specific player in the team who surprised you maybe when you saw him compete for the first time? Yeah, Gabriel. That's what, 100%. Gabriel DeCamps, who is ranked, I think right now, like four in the nation, right? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And in your opinion, what's so special about this group? Because, I mean, as I previously mentioned, I have actually interviewed most of your teammates like way before this year even started. And that was for a reason, you know. I actually believe that you guys are up there amongst the best teams in the nation. So I don't know if you care to talk a little bit about that brotherhood between you guys. and Because even you being on your first year, you seem like really comfortable in this environment, which talks about how, how good you have blended in with the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, this team is is special because everybody's close each other, and then we were we understand each other a lot. And uh, the only part that I changed was uh, get on ourselves a little bit more. That's the only part. And other than that, this team was working as a team and doing everything together as a team uh so yeah what do you mean when you say like get on each other more is it like pushing each other more is that what you mean yeah pushing each other 
Okay, nice. And I mean, in just a matter of months, you went from living in Lexington, Kentucky, back to Japan and then Orlando. Like, are you like self-conscious about all these experiences you were living at such a young age? Or do you sometimes just look back and realize how crazy it's been? I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds crazy for me too. But, <laughs> um, since when I was young, I moved to Spain and practiced there too. So um, um, it was long, it was a long life for me. But still, um, I learned a lot from everybody. So I think it was a good experience. How is it that you decided to go to Kentucky? Like, how is it that you decided that college tennis was the path for you? Because I imagine that you practice in Spain from such a young age. I think that over there they have such a pro mentality, you know. At times there's like a big misconception about college tennis overseas. But how is it that you ultimately decided to come to the States? Uh, college wasn't my choice at, at first. Um, my my father found it and then... Uh, the coaches from Kentucky came to Spain to talk to me about it and kept in touch. And so I decided to go to U.S. college. Nice. And I mean, you're actually not the first Japanese player I have interviewed in the podcast, Takeyasu Sekiguchi, Texas Tech commit. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, he came to the podcast a couple of months ago and spoke about this next generation of Japanese athletes who are coming to the United States to seek the student athlete life and get an education, not only in tennis, but in every in every sport across the NCAA. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, I think after my age, um, there are a lot of Japanese players that are coming to the U.S. And I think that's good for us because... Japanese Japanese people used to think about college just in Japan and compete in Japan. And there weren't a lot of uh, people who goes out from Japan. So um, that's something new for us. And that's something that uh, we can do better at it. And I hope all the Japanese players will be succeed. Before we continue with another episode of the D1 Only podcast presented by TAP, we want to talk to you about our sponsor, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress, who provide the opportunity to any athlete around the world to build their own mental program. TAP, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress offers self-thought manuals focused on the athlete's mindset growth. They give athletes the opportunity to create their own mental program, and these are manuals adapted for different levels at an affordable price. Everyone go check out tapmindset.com as well as the Instagram page, tapmindset for more information. Okay, so I actually know that in your team, it was, what's his name? Ryotaro Matsumura, right? He, he was right like 30 in the nation, his senior year, mm. I feel. You came into the team with him, right? Into yes. Kentucky? And did you guys like, I, I imagine that you guys had like similar up and coming, like just in terms of living in Japan and everything. Did you guys have like, a great connection because of that same background? Uh, yes. And uh, he was like my big brother. And then I, my first year, I struggled a lot winning in the season. But um, he taught me that 
it's all about competing in college. So um, I respect him a lot. Um, yeah. So do you think that over the years and as the um, as the matches have gone by and everything, you think you have you compete better than you did as a freshman? Yes, for sure. A lot better. Nice. And what aspect of that would you say it's from the mental aspect of the game and what aspect of it would you say is just the physical of it? Um, I would say 80% it's mental because coming from uh, playing futures and those professional tournaments, um, it's, it's a different sports for me right now. So do you think that people in college could actually win some of the future events that you were playing back at home? Yeah, that's for sure. For sure, that's right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I mean I think everyone sees that right now with all the challenger events and like as I think in I, I don't know. There's a challenger in Orlando right now, I think. And most yes, of the it is. Mo, like most of the main draw no, I wouldn't say most of the main draw, but multiple players from the main draw like Mackenzie McDonald, Martin Redlicky, even in Hunt in Doubles Hunter Reese, Evan King. Like all these guys play college tennis. I don't think people understand that that playing college tennis can only benefit you in in terms of your tennis career and your pro aspirations. Would you yeah. say that you want to play pro tennis after college? I'm I'm happy to try that. Yeah. Nice. And I mean, you've been part of two great programs and large schools like University of Kentucky and the University of Central Florida. What would you say are some of the benefits of going to a large school with more than 30,000 people in Kentucky and now more than 60,000 people in UCF? Because all the time we hear stuff about big universities in terms of perhaps you not having, since it's a large classroom, perhaps you don't have as close of a relationship with your professor or things like that. But I think that it just, it all depends on the person. You know, if you are someone who can stay focused and get on top of your work without anyone telling you to do it, I think a big I think a big school like is good for you. How how has your experience been there? Uh being a big school has made me grow up much more faster. Um for example in Kentucky, uh Kentucky is one of the big sports school, I'll say. And uh there are a lot of people who support us and you know help help us a lot in in the classroom too and outside the classroom and uh, on the court and they, there are a lot of uh, people and groups that help student athletes so it was uh, it was really useful three years for me and in Orlando uh, I feel like uh all the students are pretty close to each other that's how i feel um all the other athletic sports uh like soccer and baseball and football we are pretty close to each other so um it's two different schools but i feel that there's um people that's supporting each other is a big thing in the big schools 
Yeah, that that's awesome, man. I I do believe that a great athletic community inside the university, like all the sports hanging out with each other and all the sports supporting each other, I think leads to success. So yeah, that that's pretty awesome, man. Um, I mean, I I suppose you haven't had the opportunity to experience the entire Florida college life, right? With COVID and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What are you missing to do? Some big parties or something like that? Yeah, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> coming to Orlando, I was waiting for it, but with the COVID, I can't do anything much. So um, that's so good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so are and are you planning on t on doing your fifth year? Like, do you want to compete that fifth year? Yes, yes, I will plan to. Nice. And how is it that? When is it that you decided to go from Kentucky to Orlando? Because I imagine that with COVID and everything, transferring during those times would have been hard. Was it like before the pandemic started or as it was happening, you were trying to transfer? It was last fall. So it was fall 2020. Okay. During the pandemic. Um, yeah, I decided to come come down here. So basically last semester you were in Japan. Last semester you were not in Florida, right? No, I wasn't. I was I was at Kentucky and I went back home. Yeah. Oh, okay. Stage. Okay. And how was that transition? I imagine it must have been hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't that hard for me because these guys here, his uh, teammates are really nice and it was easy to fit in. And I respect them a lot. And they're one of the nicest guys too. They're working as a team. Is there any specific member in the team that you consider that you have gotten the closest with since you arrived? Yeah, uh, Juan P and uh, Trey is uh, pretty close to me. All right, yeah. Shout out to Juan P. I'm getting him. I think he's the only one missing from from the top seven of you guys. I think Gabriel has been here. Bogdan has been here. Alan, Mikhail. Uh, so yeah, you were missing and Juanpe were missing. And Basil, I, I'm actually trying to get Basil here as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to Basil, man. Good guy. I remember yeah. him. Um, so mental health is something we really care about in the D1 Only podcast presented by TAP. I feel like it's really important for student athletes to have a clear mind in order to be fully productive, considering you're doing school, weights, practices, traveling during the weekends, etc. Do you think players realize the importance of it or at least have you realized about the importance of it in your time at school? Yes, uh, I realized that after my second year. Um, I do realize that a lot, and um, I think all of them here are smart enough to realize that, and that's why we become top ten team. Yeah, that's awesome. So, is that something? Is that something like mental strength, mental health, something that you actually focus on as a team? Yes. All right, and have you the you were mentioning in your second year at right, Kentucky, which is when you realize about the importance of mental health and how it can either harm you or, can, or it can benefit you. Did you, in order to, do, to realize about the importance of it, did you have to use the university resources for it? Because I know that like, mental health is starting to get bigger and bigger among, amongst the student-athlete community. You know how, I mean, athletes know whenever you're growing up and stuff, they're always telling you like, yo, you gotta be strong. You gotta, you gotta don't mind about this, don't mind about that. But like inevitably as a as a young man gr or woman growing you take it in 
you know? So I think that when, how is it that you realize about the importance of it? Just in terms of, was it the university that helped you or, or were you just doing it on your own? I think it was the teammates from Kentucky my freshman year. We have five senior guys out that year and they taught me a lot what is team about and what I have to do. And in the second year, I lost five of all, all the seniors and I was like, this is the time I have to do it. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's when I realized that. Okay, nice. Wait, and do you get homesick? Like, is it easy for you to get homesick or not really? I imagine that you've been living in, away from Japan, like as you were telling me, since a young age for Spain. So are you used to it yeah. by now? I don't, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really mind it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is the last segment of the podcast. It's called the D15 presented by TAP. It's basically five rapid fire questions. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. So you got to answer them as fast as you can, okay? Okay. Kentucky or Orlando? Orlando. Athletics or academics? Athletics. Favorite college memory so far? Uh, UCF. Most listened artist at the moment? Penpot. Other than tennis-related, what profession would you like to attempt? DJ. What do you say, sorry? DJ. Oh, really? Is that, Are you really into it? Yeah, yeah, I'm into it. Damn, that's that's nice, man. So that's what I'm saying. Party's got to come back to Florida in order for, for you to do that, though. Exactly. Yeah, wait, <laughs> what's, your, what's your major in at UCF? Uh, UCF, I'm general study. Oh, all right. So basically, you don't really know what you're trying to do yet. Yeah, uh, I had international studies back in Turkey, but um, they don't have it here. So um, undecided yet. Undecided. Undecided. Yeah. Nice. All right, Ken. That's all I got for you today, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm glad I was able to have you on and basically keep expanding the UCF community here in the D1 Only podcast presented by Tap. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, man. And thanks also to all the listeners for tuning in to another episode of the D1 Only podcast presented by TAP. Thoughts, actions, and progress. And see you, see you guys next time.